Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a five-star review. Holy cow, I'm so excited. It's time for the brand new edition of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. I'm your co-host, Michaela Perkins. To me, with me, as always, my girl Chirsten Sussell. Chirsten! <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. I have to be totally honest. I am shocked shooketh to the core that you're sitting here in this chair right now because you were at a city council oh, meeting. I was like, did you not expect me to be here today? I mean, I would have been like dead asleep still if you, I were you because there's no way I could have sat through an eight hour long city council meeting that went until like 10 p.m., did a bunch of stuff after that and then showed up today to well, be here. <laughs> I mean, props to my co-host here. Thank you, Michaela, for bringing me a coffee. My You're second welcome. coffee of the day. I'm chugging through it. I know. I had the council city council meeting and then my dog got sick last night and I was like up Baby throughout Mooney. the middle of the night while he was saying, it was a, yeah, you know what though? I'm here now. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> We're so excited. We see you guys in the comments who are here with us already. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I see you, Chris. I see Mallory, Josh, Charles, all the homies. There's like, um, there's like a uh, camera things in my way. So I'm like trying to read the comments as best I can. But thank you guys all so much for tuning in. You guys are the absolute best. As a reminder, if you're watching the show on Twitter, head on over to YouTube so you can comment and add your thoughts to the show as we go along. It is the best part of the show, including you in it. So make sure if you're in the chat, you say hi and uh, comment along with us and tell us what you're thinking and what you're feeling. I'm kind of nervous to get into our first segment. I can't believe this is happening. It's here. <laughs> it's here. We're in it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. This is Valley Peaks. Oh. What a beautiful graphic. I want to give a quick shout out to Wayne, our all-city graphic designer for being all graphic packets for us. So good. And we're going to keep the good vibes going because Valley Peaks is all about positivity, all about good things, and there are so many good things happening in Arizona sports right now, and we got to talk about it because, I don't know, it's Friday, it's a fun day, the vibes are high, and uh, there's a lot to talk about. Cheers. Yeah, I think we should start with the city council meeting yesterday <laughs> since that's so timely and I'm still recovering from it. Uh, but good news <laughs> for the Coyotes Good news for Coyotes fans, for the sports scene here in Arizona, because 
man, if you saw the renderings for the proposal, the, the uh, this is the original proposal, right? So now they're entering negotiations and things could drastically change in terms of uh, what they're able to get done, if they're able to get a deal done or whatever. But those renderings are fire. So beautiful. Like, holy crap. We that were watching it live. And it, it was me, Sean, like Leah and a couple of us in our office and they were doing it like they were showing the rendering at the city council meeting and our jaws were on the floor, like floored. I could not believe everything that they put into that, like the entertainment district, all of it. I, it was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I feel like, you know, one thing that was conveyed and I mentioned this yesterday was it. Like that piece of land that uh, the coyotes want to build on, first off, great use of land that is currently like a dump site. Yeah. Is that politically correct? What is it? A landfill. Is that politically what it's called? correct? I don't think you're <laughs> going to offend the landfill. You never know nowadays who you might offend by, you know, dump site. I'm so sorry. It's a Math landfill. Cheerson has just been canceled by <laughs> landfills. <on> yeah. The <laughs> landfills have now canceled Cheerson. <laughs> um,. So, you know, obviously that'd be the, a huge step in the right direction to clean up that area. But also like the last big chunk of land in Tempe that is undeveloped and, um, you know, for the coyotes to make their mark there. Dang, that'd be so awesome. It'd be huge yeah. for Arizona too. like, you know, on Twitter, there's there's so much like I mean, obviously it's people outside of Arizona just talking crap about the coyotes and. The fact that they're never going to succeed and they never should have so many people thinking that Gary Bettman has some sort of love affair with the Coyotes. First off, it's in your best interest to have a team work where it's at. Like nobody you don't want to you don't want to have to continue to move teams. So yeah. like it, why people can't get that concept is beyond me. But anyway, it's like I just feel like this would be such a step forward in legitimizing the Coyotes and NHL hockey here in Arizona on yeah. top of all the other amazing things. I mean, they're not just proposing an arena. It's like an entire district and housing and hotels, uh, hotels and restaurants. Yeah, like, I mean like the whole thing. Crazy. Like enough to where they have to like have a build a police station in there as well because there's going to be so much going on so yeah, it's going to be like what glendale is now but like on steroids and so much newer and i'm so excited for it i'm also so like i think that my favorite part of yesterday was seeing how upset people from canada were oh my god what was happening they were first of all they were attacking cheerson on twitter for just like reporting on the council meeting and then they were so upset that the uh proposal got approved because they think that the Coyotes should move either to Quebec or somewhere else. So I'm just happy that for God's sakes, if this whole thing does get done and like Gary, but the commissioner Gary Mettman did say he would sign a 30 year, no relocation, like clause contract, whatever, we will never, ever have to hear those stupid people talking about how the coyotes need to go to Houston or Quebec ever again, because I hate you people. If you're listening and you're one of those people, I hate you. I'm sorry, but I can't stand people talking about relocations. I'm over it. I never want to hear the city of Houston ever brought up again. Just no, no more. I'm done. <laughs> and so it passed with the five to vote. I don't understand because right now what this means, and I'm sure by by this time we all know exactly what uh, yesterday's vote means for the Coyotes. It just means that like they're allowed to negotiate. So there was like a blackout period uh, after they initially proposed 
uh, this new arena and, and entertainment district and, um, you know, just new real estate. So they weren't allowed to talk. Uh, and then, you know, the Coyotes came forward, were able to state their case. And then the city council voted on whether or not they were going to allow negotiations to be had. Um, why would you not vote to at least be able to hear more from the Coyotes and see if some agreement can be made? I don't understand the two people. I, I mean, I get it. They're Trust there are certainly concerns for sure and things that need to be worked out, yeah. whether it be with the airport or like something like traffic, which I do yeah, think could be an absolute road. nightmare. Yeah. Um, but like, why would you not want to at least hear what the coyotes have to say or what they possibly can come up with or what you can negotiate? I don't get that. I don't part. know. I don't understand it. I will say though, my one of the coolest things was to see how many people were out there, like coyotes fans were just like at the meeting. That building was packed, they had a line out out the door like wrapped around the block like an hour before it was even supposed to start um so to see how much the coyotes mean to arizona and that's represented by like how many people chose to like show up and sit through an eight hour meeting i'm sorry i love hockey i love the coyotes but you could not pay me to go to that meeting so all right so I would by the end of the night there were only a few of us that okay, were still okay. there only a couple of held yeah, out yeah it was basically like media members who it was their job to be there okay so you people, actually had to be paid to be there yeah people that were working for the city or people that were working for the coyotes yeah. like that by the end of the night that that was it they're like the people had left that were outside um for sure i think everybody like it was really packed for the first like couple of hours and then everybody yeah. started to <laughs> go it home. was like, but it was so cool to see how much the coyotes mean to the community and also to see like clayton keller and the uh, christian fisher and was it schmaltz was the other one schmaltz was, the schmaltz other one, was yeah. there to see like players there to add a meeting like in their like button-down shirts like yeah looking as, like, i mean dress up as they so could the like, coyotes pulled out all the stops yeah like props to them shane doan was there because yeah shane doan lindsey fry spoke um, obviously you had your your players um but like um uh, yeah, did you say Carly Accardo? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, I mean, they did a really good job of bringing in um, not only voices that are we're going to speak for the Coyotes, but people who are really like faces of the franchise in all different departments and aspects. Um, and they really had a compelling case. And I think it was like Vice Mayor Randy Keating that mentioned that they did such a good job, like sort of changing the tone of the entire conversation that it felt way different um, the conversation felt way different after the meeting was uh, coming to a close than before they had gotten started. So they did a really good job with everybody that they brought in and, you know, the way they presented their case, et cetera, of setting a positive tone. And, you know, it's in it's in the Coyotes court right now. I mean, I think yeah. the city is really relying on them to be, um, you know, to take charge of getting in front of the community, getting, um, you know, sitting down with Sky Harbor um, and working out ways to get, um, I guess, to solve or come to you know, an agreement um, that makes sense that not everybody's going to be happy, but yeah. at least make everybody feel a little bit better about the situation. Not to mention there, there could be some, like nobody wants to have Tempe and Phoenix, like the cities hate each other. And there could be a potential rift that's going to arise <gasps> with, between the two cities, which nobody wants. But yeah, it's all interesting. And I'm on Team Tempe. <laughs> it's, a, it's a step in the right direction, although I feel like they're so far away from even reaching an actual agreement, though. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. It feels good to know that they're actually like able to negotiate. Yeah, it's definitely a peak. It's definitely a positive. It's a good thing that they voted yes, because it, the proposal would have been dead in the water if they voted no. 
So there's some light for Coyotes fans. We're getting towards the promised land, <laughs> um, which I'm really excited for. And also, too, and if you're in the comments, let us know if you saw this um, and how excited you are for it. But there was some talk that if this new arena gets built, Gary Bettman guaranteed Arizona an all-star game and an NHL draft, which I think would be so cool. Yeah. I would love to go to that. I would love to have an all-star game here in Arizona. I think Arizona is the perfect place for big events like that because it's beautiful. The weather is perfect. There's so much to do. And Arizona is just an amazing state. So having an all-star game here and a draft here, which would be so cool. Let and, me make um, one note that. on that. So Gary Bettman did not, to my knowledge, say that. I was told that information. Oh, okay. Personally, from somebody who works within the Coyotes organization. So Gary Bettman spoke. um, But to my knowledge, unless I missed it, uh, I'm pretty sure that I did not. Um, He did not say that in what in his little like speech that he gave. But I was told by a member um, of the Coyotes organization that that was going to be the case. Gotcha. Well, I think it'd be cool. It also would make sense. Like, obviously, if they're going to spend all that time and money investing into a new arena, they would want to show it off. They would want to have hockey fans come here and see, like, the environment that they created. So I think it makes sense. Before we move on to our next peak, let's read out some of your comments. Sean, hit us with something that we can read out comment-wise. People are talking. Uh, I think I can maybe see them a little bit better. There's some chords in here. So, Nicholas, no other fan base has willingly gone to this amount (laughs) of city council council meetings. meetings. Keep saying we we don't don't care. care about our team, though, Canada. Yeah, that's true. I think... You know, just like how many people showed up there just shows that Coyotes fans really do care about this team. I don't think I've ever seen a more passionate and dedicated fan base than the true blue loyal Coyotes fans. So that's awesome. Very happy about that. Um, What else do we have? Richard, it's not Sky Harbor. It's Phoenix using Sky Harbor to prevent Tempe from becoming more economically powerful than Phoenix. Pure jealousy. Yeah. Sky Uh, Harbor's whole thing was so weird. I thought it was so off base and they were just like pulling things like literally out of a hat. Well, okay. They did bring the like the uh, a representative from the Pilots Association that was literally saying it was going to be dangerous for and was talking about like engines not working properly and stuff like that if they didn't have I mean I was like uh we need to look into this like we need to really look into this if there's some any amount of like accuracy to that but yeah I think the coyotes made an argument that like this like sky harbor just wanted to be able to extend a runway and that's why they're trying to like it's basically self-serving is what they're talking about it has nothing to do with like noise ordinances or anything like that which um First off, they everybody. This was eight hours worth of stuff, so like there was so much that was said. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of arguments that could be made that like Sky Harbor is just in you know basically yeah. in cahoots with the city of Phoenix um, for what's going to be more economically beneficial to to them. Yeah, uh, Charles Waddle Pike in the comments saying Canada forgets that their best players from Scottsdale. Uh, shots fired and Austin Matthews to the Coyotes confirmed. Uh, just kidding. Yeah. Um, that would be pretty cool, though. All right, let's get on to our next peak because this also happened this week. And I feel like it's pretty significant because um, to say that we were in a drama fest for the entire offseason with the Cardinals would be kind of an understatement. Um, Kyler Murray showed up to OTAs. They are voluntary OTAs, so he isn't required to be there. A lot of other veteran players weren't there until recently, and they just recently showed up. So Kyler, you know, wasn't really going against the norm in a sense. But between the entire Instagram deleting pictures fiasco, the agent releasing a statement on Twitter, Cliff and Kyler getting an extension before Kyler did. Like, it was just 
like a shitstorm of things happening this offseason with Kyler Murray's contract and things that were going on. And then when he didn't show up to the very beginning of voluntary OTAs, I think at least me personally, and I can't speak for everyone, I kind of started to panic a little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, Kyler is like so mad that he's just not going to like play. Like he's just going to sit out until he gets a deal done, which I think, you know, was reinforced. There was a notion out there that Kyler would be sitting out unless there is a deal reached. Um, and I know that Cliff and and Kime all said that we're going to get a deal done in the summer. And it is a normal timeline. Like um, J.J. Watt was talking about how his brother didn't get a deal done until like literally right before, um, you know, preseason started. So uh, I was trying not to panic. I think that the Cardinals not making Kyler happy and just giving him a contract has always been um, something that I just like viewed as like a mistake because this is a quarter and the NFL is a quarterback's league and you need a quarterback to be competitive and Kyler is serviceable as a good quarterback. So whatever, just like pay the man. Um, so I'm happy that he finally showed up to OTAs. I think it's a good sign. I think it shows that they are negotiating in good faith and everything is moving forward in a good direction. And hopefully we'll have a deal set in stone and done before the season starts so that everyone can just be happy. We can close this chapter in this drama book and just move forward because, oh, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm not entirely going to hang my hat on like, oh, everything's resolved and will be resolved and it's going to be smooth sailing from here. But it was definitely a step in the right direction to see him at something that's considered voluntary because we didn't know um, if we were going to see him at all at this time. So it's definitely good. And and one would think that it is an indication that negotiations are going well. Um, we're certainly still within the time frame of negotiations and getting a deal done here within the next month or so. So uh, yeah, it was great to see him out there. It was great to not have to continue to say, like, are we going to see him? Are we going to see him now? You could still say, are we going to see him next week? <laughs> uh, because it doesn't mean that he's going to show up uh, from here on out. So I, I guess, like, until they get a deal done, it's always going to be a question that's a little bit up in the air. But to see him out there, to see him make an effort, and then to see, you know, some of his teammates, Kelvin Beecham, for instance, you know, was asked about Kyler and his leadership and, you know, he was mentioning that he saw him leading seven on a seven on seven meeting when he walked mm -hmm. by, and uh, as he should. I mean, he's the, the the quarterback, the face of the franchise. But um, you know, to see that, and then you know, Beecham also made a comment about how he's continuing to mature um, and, and things like that. It's like, of course, they're not going to say like this dude's going in the wrong direction here. Like yeah. nobody's going to say that. <laughs> this but, guy sucks. <laughs> um, I I appreciate people that are willing, like especially his teammates that are willing to acknowledge that he does have growth and also feel like he is heading in that right direction. I think Kyler has, um, you know, a lot more growth to go through, whether that's on the field or off the field. I guess I would say certainly both. So, um, you know, we're all hoping that he's going to take another big step. And by hearing some of his teammates talk, um, I think everybody should feel pretty good about where things stand right now. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel better. Like I said, I feel like this moves us in a good direction. It shows that everyone is operating hopefully in good faith and there isn't any ill will between the front office and the players. So I'm just excited. I'm excited for football season. I know we're still a little bit further away from it, but this is the first time and I think a really long time I've been actually excited to watch NFL and to 
have like a football season. I've been so checked out of the NFL for like the past like couple of years. So I'm just excited. And uh, hopefully this gets off uh, everything to a good start. And we can just never, ever talk about Kyler Murray's Instagram ever again. <laughs> well, you've been missing out if you've checked out of the NFL because uh, there's just, nothing that uh, gets me going quite like the National Football League. Oh, really? <laughs> there's nothing else out there? <laughs> Not a thing. <laughs> Nothing. It's all sports all the time, NFL. Um, all right. Our last Valley Peak before we move on to our next segment, the Diamondbacks. I am shook to my core that the Diamondbacks are competitive. Um, <laughs> I knew that they were going to be okay, but I didn't think they were going to be like this okay. Like they're mildly more okay than I was anticipating. Why do I feel like they either fall short of expectations or exceed them? They're never quite what we expect, like at consistent. least in the last few years. Yeah, that's fair. Um, they beat the Atlanta Braves. They took two of three from the World Ser- the reigning World Series champs. They did so in walk-off fashion for one of the games. And then Cattell Marte is on a 14-game career-high hitting streak. My guy, which I is so good. Him. Yeah, it's so good to see because he got a huge extension in the offseason. And he's considered a veteran leader on this team. And for the first month of the season, I think he was asleep every time he stepped up to the plate because homie did not get like a hit for a while. And his bat was just not producing any offense. So I'm super excited that Cattell has turned it around. He has turned the tides of his uh, narrative this season. He's finally earning that money that he got, got, that he got given, got. That he, what? (laughs) He got gave? got gave he got gave that extension and now he's earning money so super excited for Cattell and uh, I'm happy for him too because he's such a great person and he um you could tell that like him not contributing to the offense was really weighing on him mentally and you could see him at the plate like his demeanor shifted so much and so now he kind of has that confidence that swagger back about him that we've all come to love with Cattell so yeah he's you could tell he's seeing the ball right now but yeah we're seeing a Cattell Marte that like maybe we haven't really experienced since what like 2019 yeah so uh you know happy for him it's always a good thing and the fact that the Diamondbacks are playing as well as they are uh is thrilling I mean the Valley needs it I mentioned this uh, about a week or so ago that like I thought that I was going to head into the summer and just like not really have many sports to look forward to watching. Yeah. Um, and the Diamondbacks are giving <clears throat> us a reason to watch baseball this summer. And it's a welcome surprise. It is a welcome surprise. I talked about that on the PHNX Diamondbacks podcast, which you should go check out if you haven't, that um, my expectations for the team were pretty much on the floor. So, and also you couldn't pay me to watch them last year. Like they were so horrible. I would not watch them. But now I actually enjoy watching them. So that is definitely a welcome change. Poor D-Bags. Like Chris said in the comments, they're fun to watch. Yes, they are fun to watch, which is such a relief because last year was so miserable um josh hunt saying diamondbacks winning the pennant (laughs) just so long (laughs) as a giant meter destroys the entire dodgers organization i would not be opposed to that actually if we could wipe the entire dodgers organization off the face of the planet i'm kind of down for that like sign me up i hate the dodgers so much i am not down to watch them destroy everybody else in major league baseball this year todd mentioning goldie um, I know. Todd, yeah. Why? You know what? You know what? Why, Good Todd? for him. He never did anything wrong to any of us here. He had nothing to do with the fact that he no longer plays here in Arizona. But just goes to show you that, like this. Oh, he's getting old. He's not going to be worth. No, no, no. Plus, Paul plus, was the best first baseman in baseball right and now. And he's the face of your. He's the face of the franchise. Like you almost can't put a price tag on that, right? Like he was. He wasn't expired. 
he was worth another, you know, contract and was certainly worth just having that community aspect because he meant so much to this community. People are still talking about him. So, hey, good for Goldie. I think it was a mistake to, you know, to get rid of him. But uh, it is what it is. We're not going to live in the past. But good for Goldie. I think we all saw, um, you know, what he's been able to accomplish this season. He on X Games mode. <laughs> he's just putting up video game numbers right now. So it's good to see Good for Goldie. Um, you know, it is what it is. When your exes do well, you always regret it. But um, the Diamondbacks are playing well, and so that's always exciting to watch. And if you haven't been out to the game this year, I definitely recommend going out there. But you know what else is fun, Tirson? <laughs> going to a dispensary and getting scratch-made THC gummies oh, from our friends at OG's. You know? <laughs> you read my mind. <laughs> there is nothing. And I know my mom is in the comments right now. Thank you, Mom, for watching. But please just like mute this for a second or like plug your ears, okay? There is nothing as fun as eating OG's gummies. Those shits are my jam. I love OG's gummies. They have the best flavor gummies because they are scratch made here in Arizona. You really couldn't ask for anything better when it comes to THC infused gummies. They have the best flavors. My favorite is orange creamsicle. Oh my gosh, I cannot get enough of them. But they also have watermelon, pina colada, fruit punch, anything under the sun, you name it, they've got it. They are so good. They also have microdose. They just released their microdose options. So instead of the regular 10 milligram options, they have three milligram options, which are actually now becoming my favorite. I think the three milligrams far superior to the other ones, but they're all really good. That's up my alley. Oh yeah. I girl. don't need, I don't need something that's going to like make me like lose my mind. I no. just want like a little bit of calm. Yeah. It's amazing. Their gummies are so good and I can't recommend them enough. If you go, you got to check out the orange creamsicle flavor because it's my favorite. And if you're interested in trying these amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find an OG's near you. Oh boy. Okay. That was our first segment. We did it. Cheers. <laughs> you just call me Cheers? Cheers. Yeah. It's your nickname. <laughs> Cheers. Woo. Um, that was our first segment. Are you ready to get into our next one? Yeah. Tee it up, girl. All right. Did you see this, Michaela? Did you see <laughs> this, Cheerson? Did you? Did you see this? Did you watch? <laughs> had a hell of a week. I don't know if you saw it. Is that Sean oh. on the screen? Hey, Sean. Whoa. Whoa. There it goes. <laughs> Everyone's got to look behind the curtain like Willy Wonka. Uh, that's that's alright. We're recovering. Uh, did you see that J.J. Watt had a hell of a week? Like, J.J. Watt killed his week. First off, he and his wife announced that they are pregnant, expecting their first child together. They are. That yes. is a, a big time. Going to be due in the fall. Uh, fall babies. So, yeah, fall football baby. Um, and he also was a part of the match, which we're actually going to get into in, in a second here, uh, which was a phenomenal, entertaining <laughs> broadcast it that was. involved some big time stars. And to have a Cardinals player represent that event on a national stage like was that huge. was huge yeah like i don't i don't know if people realized how big of a deal it is to be able to have uh you know a, a somebody from your team be in the company of of guys like 
Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, Josh Allen. So that was awesome to see. And then when he was on the actual broadcast, he was sitting next to Charles Barkley. And I mean, it was just a I, I'm sure it was like a pinch me moment even for J.J. Watt. Yeah, it had to have been. Those are some huge names, like big deal. Yeah. And then last but not least, I saw somebody mention it in the comments. He got a strawberry donut from Zach Ertz this week. Hilarious. So became a big thing within the locker room that he requested like a strawberry or maple donut or something. And Zach showed up with neither one of those. Uh, anyway, he redeemed himself. So uh, no more rifts in the locker room. I know we were all really concerned that this was going to carry in. So, you know, like the regular season was going to be. A- Forget Kyrie's Instagram. <laughs> Donuts is where we draw the line. Oh, my God. Uh, but he also got his strawberry donut. So, like, life is really. J.J. Watt is having a great You want to talk about week. Valley Peaks. Like, J.J. Yes. Watt is peaking right now. He is on the peak of all peaks. Um, <laughs> big congratulations to J.J. and Kalea, though, on their baby. That is so exciting. I'm super excited for them. That baby, can we just talk about that baby's DNA? That baby's going to come out and like as a gold medalist. Like it's going to fly out of the womb and be like a gold medalist already. Because can you imagine having an NFL dad and a National Women's Soccer League? And she she was on the Olympic team, right? The World Cup team, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, she's really good at soccer. I'm pretty sure she was, yes. Yeah. Can you imagine those are your parents? Like, come on. Are you serious? That baby is like already like a D1 athlete, guaranteed, full scholarship. Alabama's recruiting it right now. <laughs> you also, all, on the other side. I don't know if it's a girl or a boy, they, them. Has incredibly high standards that you're setting for it now because now if it's not an Olympic athlete, it's a failure. Well, I mean, come on. Like if your parents are JJ Watt and Clea, like. Yeah, I probably would have had high standards without yeah, upsetting. Yeah, that's like. I mean, I feel like they also just have to like set a certain tone, like a certain mentality about like how you go about life. That's going to be in that household. Yes, that is just going to whatever. Maybe that. Maybe their child doesn't even want to play sports, but I can guarantee you that child will be successful. In yeah, life. it has to be just like, because of who their parent, who the, his parents. Winning are. is in their DNA. Um, also. Talking about setting high expectations, and this is a great segue because we're about to talk about LeBron James. (laughs) But if you like, can you imagine if your dad is LeBron James and you're named LeBron James Jr.? I hate the fact that he named his kid LeBron James Jr. Because now that kid is going to carry around the LeBron James name for the rest of his life. And he does, if he doesn't amount to the same thing that his dad did, like, come on. Like, that is such like setting such high expectations for your child. You don't think? Yeah, I think he also mentioned what's that? What is what is that like uh, show that he has? It's not like the shop. A, the shop. Yeah. yeah, I think he mentioned on the shop that like he after the fact like almost regrets naming his child that because it comes with such a almost a burden. Wait, yeah. Um. You know, and sort of shapes their life for them. Like this is your dad's name, and it carries something special along with it but yeah i mean i don't know it also would be kind of cool at the same time so it's all about like your perspective on it like if you are going about it with the perspective of like i don't have to be my dad i don't have to be my dad i don't have to be my dad um and like you have a good head on your shoulders then like maybe it won't and hopefully he is also honing that in you know to LeBron Jr. Oh my God. <laughs> that, uh... <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. LeBron Jr. <laughs> LeBron, yeah, he has come out and said that it was one of his biggest regrets, his name yeah. is LeBron Jr. And that's why he 
LeBron Jr. chose to go by Bronny because he wanted to make his own name. Although, Bronny James, that's not that big of a jump where I'm not going to be like, I wonder who he's related to. Yeah. I actually really like the name Bronny. Like, I think he totally made the right move of going by Bronny. Yeah. Uh, My mom in the comments saying uh, about JJ and Killia's kid that the kid will probably play the piano. Speaking of not living up to expectations, uh, my mom was a national championship in college basketball, which she will take any moment, any given time to tell you that. But I'm telling it for her now. And I did not turn out that way at all. So I completely failed my mom and her expectations. My mom is six feet tall and I'm pretty tall too. She gave me the eye and it just completely went to waste. So um, I'm sorry, mom, for not living up to your expectations. I apologize. (laughs) Um, But speaking of LeBron James, did you see this, Tiersen? He now is a billionaire. And I don't even know what that feels like because never in my life will I have that much money to my name ever. Yeah. Um, I, it's probably safe to say that I'll never know what it's like to be a millionaire, let alone a billionaire. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, props to LeBron. I mean, you could say what you want about him uh, in a lot of different ways and everybody certainly has their own opinion, but to reach billionaire status is props on the hustle. I remember I grew up in the Cleveland area. I remember when I was in middle school, LeBron was like this up and coming, you know, the kid from Akron, literally that's how we, we knew of him. That was, um, you know, like lighting up high school basketball courts and making a name for himself. And um, like I remember being in Cleveland and and hearing about this kid and, you know, to have followed and covered his career throughout the years to now when I saw this, I was like, dang, dude, like LeBron, you're officially a billionaire. What would you do with a billion dollars? Like, what's the first thing you would do? I would go out and buy a G-Wagon. <laughs> I'm not really a car person, although like a G- I've always wanted a matte dark green G-Wagon. See, the G wagon is the thing. Everybody yeah. loves G wagons. I would buy a G wagon. Y'all are thinking way too small. It's too you gotta go big. I would buy a winery a and a G- ranch in Montana. <laughs> See, I don't actually. Go. A car would be like the last thing that I would want. Like I don't really care yeah. about. I'm, cars. I'm I'm buying a PJ and I'm fueling that up and just flying around the world for a that's little a good, bit. That's a good. I don't thing. even know what a freaking PJ is. It's a private jet. Oh, okay. you never called a PJ a private jet a PJ? Oh, I'm Hop sorry. I don't have much experience PJs. with. A PJ. Okay, Tristan, I've never been on a PJ either. I just like dreaming. Tristan's just old. That's why I don't. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, I would do so much with a billion dollars, but I will never reach that. I should actually call Brandon, our CEO, and ask for a billion dollar raise and see how that goes over. <laughs> it probably yeah. won't go over well. Um, uh, all right. Well, speaking of the match that just happened, if you guys don't know this, our producer, Sean, is from Buffalo. So if there's any opportunity we have to make fun of him, we are absolutely going to take it. Um, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen played golf together and uh, they were doing this like interview and somebody asked Patrick a hilarious question and his answer is even better. So Sean, (laughs) roll the tape. Josh's biggest fear. Vegetables. A coin toss. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. My God, what so an epic So that someone that was asking the question first off was J.J. Watt, who did a phenomenal job hosting that uh, that press conference, if you will. 
uh, great job and an even greater job by Patrick Mahomes to be that quick yes. with the coin toss comment. How witty. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would have said overtime, but coin toss works, too. <laughs> yeah, either one. I mean, that's that's freaking hilarious. How do you I'll- feel about that, Sean? Um, that they need that the overtime rules needed changing prior to last year. Sean, you and... didn't laugh at that at all. No, that was hilarious. Come uh, you on, should have, that Patrick was... Mahomes burned him. Genuinely, one of the most traumatic moments of my life, <laughs> which is saying something. Um, I wish I I would like that's actually saying that you've had a really good life. No, 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 no. It's saying that that hurt me to an extent that you probably can't even imagine because I have gone through traumatic things in my life. Um. Yeah, I was very sad about it. You know, I hate Patrick Mahomes now, uh, which is sad because I used to I used to only hate the people around him, and now I also have to hate Patrick Mahomes. So, mm, yeah, that's what it are is. you putting Patrick Mahomes in the same uh, boat? Boat, sure, boat for lack of a better word, um, as Jackson Mahomes. See, um, Jackson Mahomes and um, his wife Brittany, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, both incredibly annoying. Neither of them have any ever done anything personally to me. Patrick Mahomes ruined <laughs> like an entire month for me. Have you ever so. had to watch a TikTok made by him? Oh my god, no, it's scarring. I, it takes I purposely time off your life. Ugh. Okay, um. <laughs> okay. Also, though, um, and I I know we have to to speed through this, but um, it's also worth noting. Uh, I do love your quarterback, Sean. Josh Allen was asked too. what his spirit. Well, they all were asked what their spirit animals were on and this so you, broadcast. So yes, and so you know you got answers like a cheetah from Tom Brady, uh, a wolf from that. Patrick Mahomes. Do you want to know what Josh Allen said his spirit <laughs> animal is? I love this guy, a golden retriever. Oh my god, that's Are you my cutie one, baby. That is a perfect this is America's spirit quarterback. Animal. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I I like I am the biggest fan of Josh Allen. Everything that he says and does like speaks to me. Like I am a huge fan of him. I will always be a f- huge fan of his. I wish him the absolute most success for a grown man, a quarterback in the National Football League to stand there or sit there on, on national animal. television and say that their spirit animal is a golden retriever. Love it. That's all I need to hear. I love all- it. If you're in the chat, tell us right now what your spirit animal is. You know what my spirit animal is? It's a cat. A cat, like, I identify so hard with cats. All they do all day is sleep. That's all I want to do. That's literally all I want to do is just sleep all day. The only time they wake up is to eat. Like, come on. Are you kidding me? I would not admit that. That is my perfect existence is to sleep all day, only wake up to eat. And then they only get attention when they want attention. Like, I have a cat and she won't, like, come near me unless she wants to be pet. Like, I that very much embodies who I am as a human being. Like, I don't want you to touch me. Unless, I don't want you to give me attention, like, unless I come seeking it. I just want to sleep all day, and I only want to wake up to eat. Like, oh, a perfect existence. If reincarnation is real, I hope I die and get reincarnated as a cat. Like, I would be so happy. I'm trying to think. I didn't think, like, beforehand <laughs> of, like, what my spirit animal would be. So, I don't know. Like, what's something that just, like, likes to have fun? Would would be like a dog. Like, I feel like Newman and you are twins. Like, soulmates. Like, I feel like you he are Newman and Newman is you. He is actually my soulmate. I love Newman <laughs> so much. He's my handsome baby boy. There He's is the no, I, he lights <laughs> up my life. I still don't feel like I, my spirit animal would be like, maybe it would be a dog. I don't know. I do love dogs. Yeah. They're adventurous. Like I feel like fun. it's something a little more like 
aggressively adventurous. I was gonna say, like, you give me, uh, like, maybe like eagle or falcon vibes, like something very majestic. Are you uh, calling Tristan majestic? All I, all, yes. When you said like eagle or falcon, I could just see like a falcon coming down and like, no, like not with in his a, talons, not like in an aggressive manner, like a, like a sitting bald eagle, like something very majestic. Um, Sean, what's, your, what's you. your spirit animal? Um, honestly, I'm kind of here with Todd. I think it's a penguin. Oh. Just fly as fuck first off, super fashionable. Yes. Okay, um, yes. all right. And just dope. They and used to the cold. Penguins are, I rock with penguins. Great on ice. Um, well, actually, I can't really skate, but I can slide like a pro. That works. Um, Jose is saying his is Lassie. Um, Richard saying a salamander. I don't know <laughs> what a salamander looks like. I think it's a lizard, right? Yeah, salamander. It's a little, okay. Yeah. Charles Waddle Pike is a polar bear. Polar bears are scary. Those, them shits are mean. <laughs> Josh Hunt saying a Rottweiler. Okay. All right. Or a mantis shrimp. What? Where are these animals coming from? Is. Jose is a falcon. Um, Richard's saying a gecko, a gecko, so he can save 15% on car insurance. That's pretty smart because car insurance is hell of expensive. I know because I just bought some. Um, Josh saying, Cheerson, you'd be a good mountain goat. I could see that, except I hate goats, so I wouldn't want to be around you. But, you know, adventure, mountains, very fun. Max is a yeah. meerkat. Oh, my God, Max. That's like the perfect animal for you. That's funny. <laughs> that's actually really funny. Um, I love it. All right. Let's go on to one of our final few. Did you see this? Cheerson, this baseball team at the University of Miami is making milkshakes. Do you want to guess what's in the milkshake? Um, Sugar? No. <laughs> Try celery carrots no chicken wings no and ranch no they made it into a milkshake and i just want to talk to whoever came up with this idea because you should be in jail wait is it a milkshake or is it just a really smart way of dipping your food into ranch it's a milkshake they added things to the ranch and made it into another substance and then put celery carrots and chicken wings in a cup jail yeah the, the root of it is a vanilla milkshake um first off who does miami think they are really biting buffalo style that's something that should happen in buffalo and also if you're gonna do it do blue cheese not rich. no blue cheese is de- blue cheese is disgusting you but would also, get like, eaten alive in buffalo <laughs> you, it is criminal that is a criminal offense and you should be in jail i'm sorry i would never eat that you how much money would i have to pay you to eat that Tristan? oh i would just eat it oh. i would try it it sounds disgusting and like it's a waste of you know calories money all the things but i mean i really like chicken wings so like and i love sauce so i mean i would dip i would try i would dip a a, a chicken wing in a milkshake ranch thing i don't know and just see what it tastes like i don't know if i'm gonna like it but somebody's buying it i don't know not me thought of that do they have some sort of contest to come up with like the the weirdest thing they could possibly sell. You, there has to be something wrong with you to come up with that. Like your your brain is broken if you think that's a good idea. I'm sorry, I would never put ranch and milkshake together, and then you add all the other stuff into it. Ugh, listen, nope. listen. First off, dipping fry like dipping fries in a milkshake. Mm-hmm. Not too far off. You mix in the savory with no, the sweet. No, it's not That's the same. Point. And it's also, also, I feel like the vanilla ice cream probably just makes it like a creamy, a creamier ranch, like a That's little a bit point. of sweeter and creamy. I feel like it probably is not as bad as it sounds. I don't know. I actually am really intrigued. I hope at some point I get to try it. You, no, nope. Sorry, not happening. Um, not for me. All right, this is our last. Did you see this? <laughs> I'm not even going to give it any context. Uh, except for the fact that this little girl is smarter than every single person in this room. Sean, go ahead. Your first word is spielbone. S-P-E-A-L-B-O-N-E. 
Kriata fight. P-H-R-E-A-T-O-P-H-Y-T-E. Guy Diang. G-A-Y-D-I-A-N-G. Parison. P-A-R-I-S-O-N. I didn't even know the words she was spelling existed in the English language. No. <laughs> no. I, you know, that's just my brain doesn't work in that way at the, all whatsoever. I, I genuinely not there. And that clip went on for like another two minutes. I just like cut it down because we all got the gist. I, I did not know a single one of those words existed. I don't even know what they mean. I couldn't even tell you the definition of any of those words that she just spelled. At one point when I was a kid, this is a true story. I spent an entire summer reading the dictionary. <laughs> Bro. What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? Yeah. Because Why? I thought it would make me smarter. And I like really felt like being good at the spelling bee was something that would benefit me. I'm not good at spelling till this day. <laughs> but like it was like one of my summer goals was to read the entire dictionary and like study all the words. I am speechless. Yeah. I don't I know what to say. That. Fun fact. I was in a Spanish spelling bee in middle school. Um, wow. I was eliminated in the first round. Um, so it didn't get me very far. And also there is a young girl in the finals of the spelling bee who's from Prescott. So a little oh, Arizona shout out. oh, shout out to Prescott. Let's go, Arizona. Wow. Um, I am so flabbergasted sitting here right now. I honestly don't even know what to say. The fact that Cheerson read the dictionary for yeah. fun um, or the fact that that like 12 year old little girl is more literate than I am. I don't know where to go with this. Oh, there. OK, I'm not going to say this about you. I mean, there are a lot of people that are more literate than me, so I'm not shocked at that. <laughs> I'm just blown away by that. I would be so bad and like I would do so horrible in a spelling competition. Like I am like spelling is the worst. I'm the worst at spelling. Like if it doesn't have spell check, I guarantee you it's gonna have a million mistakes because I get confused with like how do you spell like decision? I couldn't spell decision right now. Yeah. Well, Let me try. Maybe that's our problem. Bro, because D E C I It's D E S. No, it's D E C I S I O N. That's yeah. a dumb word. See, I don't know how to spell decision. Yeah. So oh shout out to that little girl you're for being giving away your secrets. <laughs> yeah, you, this is, you're, you're saying the quiet part out loud. You did not need to admit this. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. That was awesome. I feel like we just got a really good dose of the internet. How are you feeling, yeah, Jason? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, feeling pretty good. Uh, your question. mom absolutely roasting you in the chat. You still can't You still can't tell your left from your right, sweetie. Okay, that's, re- that's actually really true. I don't know my right from my left. I think it's honestly something wrong with my brain, and I have, like, some mild form of dyslexia. I've never been diagnosed. So I couldn't tell you. But I generally, when I'm driving, I have to hold up, like, the two, like, L's because I can't – I don't instinctually know right from left. Like, it takes my brain two extra seconds to process what direction I'm trying to go. So Again, quiet part out loud. <laughs> yeah. For what yeah. You will. I'm really smart, I promise. I graduated college with honors. I did go to Arizona State, but whatever. We'll overlook that. All right. Well, are you ready for the uh, NBA champs to be crowned? Somebody's no. got to be crowned. Ugh, Join the I finals action lose. with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet uh, any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. The silver lining, if your team, obviously our team here in Arizona, is no longer uh, in the running at least you can still follow along, have some fun, and get something out of watching the NBA Finals. 
through the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals? With the DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. The NBA season, a customer placed a $5, or this NBA season, rather, a customer placed a $5 Same Game Parlay and won over $5,000, I would Definitely like to get in on that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And then, boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. Again, that is using the promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. As always, it's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Yo, that NBA game was crazy crazy game one was nuts i thought boston was done for and then they just stormed down the court holy crap that was such a good game did yeah. you watch it yeah oh no, my god that last night's game <coughs> yeah i wish i i wish i could have i was oh yeah you're at the city council meeting sorry <laughs> why watch the nba playoffs when you can watch local politics uh, yeah who wants to watch game one when you get to go to a city council meeting for eight hours uh, it was so good i was switching between that and the abs game go abs um and i was like shocked i thought it was over and boston came back and won so i definitely recommend betting on this using the DraftKings sportsbook app getting in on that action because there's a lot of money on the table that you could win through the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right. Well, I'm going to take a second to get on my soapbox because uh, I'm disgusted with the NFL, the Cleveland Browns, and quite frankly, anyone that was involved in signing Deshaun Watson to that $230 million guaranteed contract. I was never in favor of it. I know it didn't just happen, but you make a deal while 22 civil lawsuits are going on filed against him at the league yet to even hand down any sort of punishment for it. And now there's a 23rd plaintiff that's involved and reports that there could be a 24th coming forward as well. So now you've got a guy who is the highest paid player in the NFL in terms of guaranteed money, $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. While all of this is still going on, you set a certain precedent when you do when you make a move like that, instead of certain precedent that you're not taking, um, you know, sexual assault allegations seriously. Again, this isn't just one. This is 22 turned 23 and potentially turned 24. Uh, so I, I just feel like, again, this didn't just happen, but things are continuing to come out that we're finding out new people coming forward in this. I mean, why would you allow something like this to happen? Why didn't the league step in? Why didn't anybody within the Browns organization have the wherewithal to say, you know what? Mm. This guy is really talented, but this just looks so bad for everybody. Like we we need to have more respect as a society than to go ahead and give a guy that sort of deal to come be the face of a franchise when all of this is still going on. And I get it. It's in the court of law, innocent until proven guilty. But entities, society, the Browns, teams themselves, the league, whatever you want to call it, we need to have standards outside of the court of law as well. And again, it's not just one allegation. 
I mean, these are piling up, continuing to pile up, and it's ongoing. In my opinion, it, I, I'm not saying that nobody ever deserves a second chance or nobody, you know, it, because somebody's accused of something, then, you know, all of a sudden their career has to be taken away from them until it's resolved. I'm not saying any of these things, but, man, you got to look at each individual case for what it is. When you have that amount of people that have come out, and again, it's like 23, 24, what else, are, what else is going to happen? Who else is going to come forward? Uh, what else is going to come of this? It's like, well, the precedent has already been been made. Now Kyler Murray, you know, we were just talking about Kyler Murray early on in the show. It, like He's looking for a new contract. Now him, his agent, Steve Kahn, going to be sitting at a table and saying, uh, you know, hey, look at uh, $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. Look at all of his character flaws. You want to pose a question about whether or not Kyler is a good enough leader? What has mm-hmm. Kyler done? Didn't show up to a couple of uh, voluntary OTA workouts? I mean, pay the man, right? And so uh, an entire new standard has been set. A new bar has been set for paying players, and that is who set the bar? Are you kidding me? I just think it's disrespectful. I think it's a slap in the face to anyone who survived sexual assault or women in general, for that matter, that this is is what's going on. And I'll 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 say one more thing and then I'll I'll close sort of my get off my soapbox here. But, uh, you know, I do. I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson should never get a second chance if, you know, again, it's difficult because it's like. Well, he wasn't necessarily proven guilty. Uh, you know, how do you how do you just decide that somebody is or isn't? Or you know, I, I get it. it. It's not a straightforward situation. But in my opinion, what should have happened is, uh, you know, he should have been you know on somebody's roster. Okay, getting paid not a lot of money, uh, and it w- not allowed to have a starting job at this season. And then we'll kind of see how it plays out. He can practice. He can. Uh, you know, be a backup, whatever the case is, and, and make some sort of minimum amount of money while this is going on. I'm not saying that he has to sit at home and is totally shunned from the league. I just think there's better ways of handling it. And for him to be just thrust into this incredible, unprecedented situation with the guaranteed money in the face of a franchise, I mean, it's disgusting. And also, you know, I, I grew up in Cleveland, so I obviously have uh, you know, friends that are, you know, I mean, that is a that P- Cleveland loves their football team. And now you've got a fan base who's like, I don't even know if I want to be excited about this. And I don't think anybody should be excited about it right now. And I do feel for this, Sean, if a lot of this, you know, uh, you know, if it, if it didn't happen or whatever, you know, because, again, I don't want to just jump to conclusions, but you get 22, 23 potentially 24 that is a lot to just go ahead and dismiss as oh somebody's just out to get me or after money but um anyway uh it's disgusting I, i i just cannot look at the league the browns and anybody associated with this situation at all and feel good about it yeah that was a great soapbox rant thank you for that Tristan. I think it's uh, important to talk about this right now because never before have we seen a fully guaranteed contract like this and I think my biggest problem with it is it is a slap in the face to those 23, potentially 24 women, basically the league looking at them and saying, we saw your claims and we don't care. We are going to pay this man a lot of money. We're going to fully guarantee it. And that's going to be that. And I think that's why I struggle so much with this is because to me, this is not only a slap in the face of those brave women who came forward to make those allegations known, but to every sexual assault survivor, it just makes the league look so bad. But 
honestly you at least have to say like listen w- before you can play because rem- they haven't handed anything that they haven't had they haven't made any action in terms of like addressing any of this yeah there should at minimum say you cannot play until we have fully investigated and done our due diligence and decided how we are going to handle this yeah I absolutely agree. It just it makes the league look so bad. But I think the worst part of all of this for me is I'm not surprised. Like, I think the NFL has shown time and time again that they don't care about domestic violence, sexual assault, whatever it is through their actions and how they enable players who are accused of these crimes to continue their careers despite serious allegations being levied against them. Since 2000, since the year 2000, 134 players have been arrested for domestic violence and 15 for crimes relating to sexual assault, battery, or solicitation, which compromise almost 15% of NFL arrests. And do you know how many of those players are still in the league playing? Way too many. It is ridiculous to me, and it hurts because it's not surprising. You know, when the news came out that Deshaun Watson's contract was fully guaranteed. I was like, there's the NFL for you. Classic NFL. And it's so upsetting because it obviously shows that the NFL prioritizes talented players over anything else. And it makes my stomach sick. And they should have handled this in so many different ways. And the other worst part about this is something you already mentioned is it sets an extremely dangerous precedent. It sets the precedent that I could be accused of sexual assault 23 times and still be a multimillionaire several times over, still have my playing career, and other quarterbacks in the league who are waiting for a deal like Kyler Murray look at that and go, if Deshaun Watson can get a huge, fully guaranteed contract and have all of those issues and I'm over here not being able to get mine, like what is going on here? I think it's sick. The whole situation Some- is so messed up and it's infuriating. Something else came out and I don't know, like, I don't, there weren't like, it, I think it's all just like hearsay or like I I can't verify it for sure but something else came out that I think it was the Dolphins maybe or a team that he was interested in going to yeah the Dolphins wanted to trade for him yeah okay so we're gonna go ahead and uh you know like proceed with this but we want um all of this you we want you to get a deal done for a non-disclosure with every single one of the plaintiffs or else we can't sign you for a team to be like, hey, um, we want to trade. We want to trade for you. We want you, and we don't really care about all this, but just we like don't really it. want this following us. So yeah. just hush them all up, and then we'll go ahead and uh, and bring you on board. Well, the I allegation mean, came in what? the form of a footnote of a legal document from one of the victims who alleged sexual assault, saying that Deshaun Watson offered. Um, all of his victims, a hundred thousand dollar settlement and an extremely aggressive non-disclosure agreement to which 18 of the victims agreed to and 14, four of them did not. So um, I don't think it's I think it's like well known that this did happen because it wasn't a footnote of a legal document that was presented to a lawyer. And um, the fact that Deshaun Watson was willing to offer all of those victims a hundred thousand dollars and then wanted them to sign very aggressive NDAs just like speaks volumes well, to me. And again, I don't want to like innocent until proven guilty, but I think that just adds another layer to this extremely complicated situation. And I think it's disgusting and it makes my stomach like upset thinking about it. I mean, it. the good thing is, is we're not reporting news here, so I can very much give my opinion of it. And I, I, I lean one way when I'm looking at the amount of numbers that we're talking about here, but I will say that, a lot of times, whether you did something or you didn't, 
coming to some sort of a settlement just to get out of the legal process because the legal process is a, a lot of bullshit and a lot of time and it drags out and you know, whatever the case is. And obviously he wanted to move on. Like, let's just say here, I, I'm just going to play devil's ad- advocate for a second here. Let's just say Deshaun Watson was innocent, but he's got all these uh, plaintiffs that are, that have filed civil suits against him. He could say like, listen, I could sit here and fight in court each and every one of you. And this is going to drag out. And, um, you know, it might prevent me from signing with the team uh, Etc. Like, listen, I make a crap ton of money. He didn't sign the two hundred thirty dollars fully guaranteed contract yet, but he knew that he was in line for a big payday. Hundred thousand dollars to me times twenty two is nothing. So I'm gonna go ahead and give that to you, and uh, like, let's just be done with this because I want to move on with my life. So I am not. Um, like when I look at it from both sides, like if he's innocent, it still makes sense to me. If he's guilty, it's just a complete insult to, you know, all of the women that he potentially sexually assaulted. So I'm not like shocked by that, but yeah, I mean, with every detail that comes out about this though, uh, I'm, I'm mortified. Then you've got like HBO talking to some of the, the women as well and stuff. It's like, this isn't going away. Yeah. And now you've decided <clears throat> as a franchise, the Browns, or as a league, allowing one of your franchises to live and die by this guy because you stuck your neck out there for him and gave him that sort of deal while all of this is going on. It's like, it's disgusting. And I yeah. don't think we've seen anything. We have seen cases of, uh, you know, of sexual assault, sexual uh, battery, uh, you know, whatever the case is throughout the years. But we, I mean, I, I can't think of another situation where you have a high profile, highly paid quarterback that has like 22, 23 allegations against them for, you know, for something like this. So I don't think we've ever seen it. And so the first time we're facing it, this is how we handle it. Okay. Yeah, it's a mess, honestly. I don't even know what to say besides that Cleveland Browns made a complete ass of themselves. And I think it's going to come back to bite them, and I'm not going to feel bad for them when it does. So there's that. <laughs> Is there something like that, like, more positive that we can, like, walk into the weekend on? I mean, listen. I just so- to get that off my chest, though. Jeez. Yeah, the soapbox was a good rant. It was much needed, and um, I think I think we feel better. You know, I think I feel better getting that out there because it's an important conversation, and it is very timely. Considering everything that's happened, I think I'm frozen. Um, well, we we did have we did <laughs> contemplate whether or not this was going to be too much of a downer to put into the show, and then I think we sort of just landed on the fact that like, yeah, uh, it was a conversation that needed to have we needed to have. Yeah. Do we have Michaela back? I don't know. I think I'm kind of frozen. I'm kind of hanging out. No, I'm not sure what's going on. To be uh, with you. <laughs> Technical difficulties of working out a new show. Can we hear your voice? Yeah, they can hear you. It's okay. just uh, your thing's frozen. All right. Well, everybody just pretend like my mouth is moving while I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, or we, I could go sit next to Cheerson and we could do two shots. If you, you want to do that, it's um, up to you. Let's just... I'll let's come sh- sit next to you. Okay. Hold that. All right. We'll We're closing out. We're closing out. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you can kind of... 
I'm talking. Hey! That's something. That's one way to do it, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, well, we appreciate you guys joining us. Um, this is just the beginning of this new, improved, new look TPSP. TPSP. There we go. Um, so I had fun. It. Let us know what you think in the comments. If you love the segments, we have all these segments that are going to be happening next week. So no show is ever going to be the same as the last one that you saw. Um, so hopefully you guys like the segments. Hopefully we can bring on some guests yes. a little more often. Outside of the office. So not, you know, PHNX people that you all come to know and love. And, uh, yeah, you guys are the best. Make sure you get over to gophnx.com, sign up to become a member. You can get your first cents, your first month for only 50 cents. Or if you sign up for an annual membership, you can get a free shirt. We got a ton of great merchandise in the PHNX locker. You also get access to our members-only Discord that we are all in. You can come talk with us there. Yesterday, the Discord was popping off with the Coyotes thing happening. So it's a great time. And we always like to think of you as a family. For everyone who watched, you guys are the absolute best. Thank you so much for watching and joining us in the comments. I had a good time. I like the show. I know. I think it's going to be fun. I'm ready for the weekend. I know. Me too. I'm so excited for the weekend. I hope you guys all have a great weekend. And don't forget, next week we'll be back at 1230 on Friday with all new segments. Like I said, the show is not ever going to be the same as the last one that you saw. So it's going to be really cool. And uh, thanks so much for watching. Have a great weekend. See you guys. Bye.